The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. going on everybody welcome welcome into the overreaction buffalo post game show special edition on a non-buffalo bills sunday evening this is a call-in show it's going to be a lot of fun so hopefully you guys will join me we'll get some callers we'll get some participation you guys will jump in and uh, we'll have a little bit of a conversation but this show is brought to you by the market dominator team on the buffalo rumblings vidcast network presented by picasso's pizza Treat yourself to the most flavorful pizza on game day. Picasso's We Are Buffalo Pizza, shipping local and nationwide. Order online at picassospizza.net. I am the voice of this here overreaction Buffalo postgame show. My name is Joe Miller, and you can find me, as always, on Twitter at Joe Miller Wired. You can follow me on Twitter. You can find me on Facebook. You can find me on Instagram. I'm going to be honest, though. The place that I spend the most time is Twitter. I don't spend a whole lot of time on Instagram at all, and I spend a, a, a barely a little more time on Facebook. But uh, would love to have you follow me. Would love to have you interact with me. It would be fantastic. Welcome everybody into the show. Real quick, let's uh, right from the top hear from our show sponsor, the Market Dominator. Introducing the Market Dominator, folks. I'm John Spaschak. That's right, the Market Dominator, and I am the proud sponsor of the Overreaction Podcast, hosted by my good friend Joe Miller. That's me. You know his approach is absolutely outstanding. It's excellent, and that's what our approach is when we get into real estate. We help our clients win, just like our beloved team is doing week in and week out. So, folks, if you want somebody representing you with the most cutting-edge technology, using artificial intelligence and everything we can get our hands on to help you win, you reach out to me directly, 716-570-3298. We will answer our phone. And one more thing. Go Bills. Go Bills, ladies and gentlemen. That is John Spaschak, the leader of the Market Dominator team. And uh, yes, if you're in the market to buy or sell a home, please give John a call. 716-570-3298. 
tell them the voice sent you so good to have all of you we are super chat live i'm going to do my best actually to roll through some some of the comments tonight so you shouldn't have to necessarily super chat me uh i'm going to do the best that i can to pay attention just i don't even i don't even really have a script that's where we're at with this thing but we are at a point right now this is just a a throw it in let's have an extra segment and have some fun here we are. We got our first super chat. Brooke, thank you so much for being a part of the show. Missed you. It's been a minute. Hey, y'all. So sorry. I missed. That's funny. <laughs> I didn't even pre-read it. And she says, so sorry that I've missed so many shows. You do not have to apologize ever. Life happens. It's just kind of one of those things. Sadly, school needs to come first. Only have two full semesters left after this one. Let's go, Bills. Congratulations, Brooke, on whatever you are going to do uh, with the rest of your life. Just know that the world is 1,000% your oyster. There's nothing that you can't do if you put, if you don't put your mind to or if you do put your mind to it, rather, and you apply yourself. So we'll be rooting for you on this side uh, over here at the Overreaction Show as well as uh, Buffalo Rumblings. But, uh, yes, it's so good to have every single one of you guys, and uh, it's a great day. What a great day for football. Um, you know, I am one of these people, and we'll talk about it here in a second a little bit more, that loves a non-Bill Sunday. For everything that you – I hope that you watched football this past Sunday. I hope that you paid attention. Uh, to that end, it is a victory Sunday, even still, and tomorrow is Victory Monday. But what I uh, want to do real quick is just uh, take one more opportunity to welcome all of you, and then we'll get this thing kicked off. So whether this podcast finds you around a cup of coffee at the gym with your AirPods in, on the drive to work, or watching me live right now, let me just say one more time, welcome. It's so good to have every single one of you so i've got two people in the queue right now to jump on the show that's gonna that we're gonna hear from uh i'm gonna throw the link back into the chat who do we got up in here we've got uh jessica tennis richard rush rushes in the room Xavier Stutz, karen's in the room daniel gauris is in the room um jason humbert's in the room there's a whole bunch of y'all tony uh tony actually commented at 5 15 i'm not sure if tony tony is present or not um but uh yeah it's good to have every single one of you guys with us again if you've got something you want to say if you want to talk about the games today if you want to talk about that game on thursday if you want to talk about the afc east if you want to talk about anything at all if you've just got general questions to ask feel free to jump in and uh let's have a conversation real quick uh this week's games, and then I'm going to get to some callers. Um, actually, you know what? I'm going to take some callers right now. Uh, we're going to go to Sharon first. Sharon is a longtime listener uh, and uh, what? A, not attendee, but kind of a, a podcast attendee. But uh, Sharon's been around for a minute, and uh, she's all over Twitter. Sharon, it's so good to have you with us. Welcome to the show. What you got for me? I didn't call it, but this show is fantastic. I'm out in Bradenton, Florida. <laughs> you did call him, Sharon. The show. You followed the think... link and you're backstage. You got to talk to me now. That's how this works. No, I'm enjoying What do I know? I'm not, I'm computer illiterate. Listen, Joe, <laughs> I'm the one that asked you when you're going to be on. I've been waiting. I know. I know who you are. I know I'm exactly. I'm sitting on my lanai and I'm enjoying life. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, well, that's no. awesome. Well, okay. Now I'll go to the. Uh, now I'll go to the other chat. What do I know? I just press things. Well, don't leave me yet. You're here. We might as well have a little bit of a conversation. Okay. So what did you think about okay. that game on Thursday night? Oh, my God. You know something? I was – I know everybody couldn't wait to see our offense, but I couldn't wait to see the defense because we never got to see Vaughn. And it's yeah. scary because we only rush four. We have so much depth. That's the type of defense that you – have like the 49ers where you have an average quarterback 
That defense right. with our offense, just think about that for one second, okay? Think about yep, it. Yep. So I'm pretty excited. I am too. And what about the games I, I, today? Did you watch the Dolphins and the Patriots game down there in Bradenton? Yes, I did. I watched three games today. You did, yeah. yeah. Do either of those yeah, teams? I, clearly, the Jets aren't going to scare you. Do either of those other two teams scare you? You know something? I think what our defense. I watched Miami. Two week, two of them some some passes that he has to make. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's uh, I don't, I don't know, I don't know. That there's much. That. The Patriots are in trouble. Yeah, the Patriots are in a lot of trouble. <laughs> well, Sharon. Uh, I appreciate you accidentally joining me. Um, so feel free to accidentally join me anytime. But uh, I'll go ahead and let you go, and you can enjoy the rest of this show, and then uh, you can enjoy Sunday Night Football as well. Go Bills. Go Bills. Go Bills. We'll talk to you soon. Well, that was awesome. <laughs> so Sharon is uh, on Twitter a lot, um, and uh, she she's on this show a lot, and she's in the comment section for the Fina show a lot. So I'm sure that a lot of you have, have kind of paid attention and, and seen her. But, uh, yeah, thank you, Sharon, for joining me. Even if it was accidental, we still appreciate uh, you showing up. Jessica Tennis says, hey, Joe. Uh, hey, hey, Jessica, how are you? Uh, y says it was a good day. It absolutely was. Richard Rush. Richard, I'm expecting you to climb into this thing. You're always one to like jump in and show your face. Uh, I watched as much football as possible. Today is Andrew's 19th birthday. Well, happy birthday, Andrew. Uh, congratulations on the Bills win and the Bengals, you know, loss. So I know, I know what it's like being there in uh, central Ohio with the Browns and the Bengals, but, uh, uh, Eli asks the question, uh, or I'm sorry, L, not Eli, my bad. Uh, I'm losing my vision as I'm getting old, older. So L says, what did I think of the Titans game? That's a really good question. So I watched what, so I, I, I was on the red zone channel. I watched the first half of the, of, uh, the, the Patriots Dolphins game for the one o'clock game. Uh, and then I kind of went to the red zone channel for the second half. And then the first half of these four o'clock game, four thirty games. What did I watch? Uh, I watched the Cardinals Chiefs game because I just wanted to size up the Chiefs a little bit and then got disgusted. <laughs> and I think I moved to the red zone channel around the second quarter because that one was getting out of hand hurt in a hurry. Uh, and I did follow, finish up kind of with that Titans Giants game. And I'll be honest with you, I liked so here I am in a keeper league, fantasy football keeper league. We keep three players and I've had Saquon Barkley since his rookie season. And uh, I am I'm somewhat of what you would call a closet Saquon Barkley fan. And I have uh, been on the opposite side of a lot of people this year who have basically said that Saquon is done, that his career is, I don't want to say over, but his career is, you know, he's always injured is kind of what was what they what they like to say about him. Uh, I did come into this season as well on top of that. Very excited about Brian Dable. Uh, basically, you know, vowing to myself that I was going to root for Brian Dable uh, and, and Joe Shane over there in New York. So it was, I had an intention to kind of watch some of their games. And then obviously that game with the Titans coming in this next week, our next opponent is the the Tennessee Titans on Monday night football home opener, which I will be at and hope to see a lot of you guys there. So I had a lot of interest in this football game and just to see that game kind of unfold and shake down to see Saquon Barkley uh, play as well as he did. You know, Daniel Jones is not Josh Allen. And it was funny to watch Brian Dable runs some similar concepts to what Josh Allen typically ran for the Bills. And as as mobile as, as Daniel Jones is, he's not 
he he he's not Josh Allen. Like I said, he's uh, nowhere near. <laughs> it was funny because there was a couple times where you could almost see it on Dable's face when they would pan to the sideline. Uh, if if Daniel Jones would kind of take off on a design run and wouldn't get anywhere because those are plays that Josh Allen would typically eat on, which was funny. But overall, I think my takeaway, all that to say this, my takeaway from that game is quite simply this. Um, I have a hard time feeling like the Titans should be allowed to come to Buffalo and play the varsity team when they couldn't beat the JV team. And to me, the Giants are kind of the JV team version of the Buffalo Bills. But nonetheless, we're going to get to see them. Uh, we are one and zero. It is, as I said, Victory Sunday. It's going to be Victory Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, all the way the all the way to next week. What a what a what a charmed life we're living right now. Wildest dreams land, but uh, it's going to be fun. The season is going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be a lot of fun. <laughs> Jeffrey Darrell says that uh, Tua, Tua and Jones, Daniel Jones, have the same exact arm. That's funny. Uh, what I'm going to do is I'm going to go through and I'm going to uh, go through some picks from the weekend uh, that I had made and just kind of like I'm going to do a little bit of a review of just the, this week's games. I'm going to talk about the AFC East a little bit. Uh, here's the thing. This is a call-in show. There's a whole bunch of you watching this show right now. Uh, this is going to be a very short call-in show if none of you want to talk about <laughs> the Bills game on Thursday and none of you want to talk about uh, the games today and none of you want to talk about the AFC East and kind of how that shook out or even the Sunday night game which is about to start here in a couple minutes uh, I've got that on the television right here that I'm looking at as well so we can even talk about that so all you got to do is I've dropped the link in the comment section uh, of every platform if you click that link uh, it's going to take you backstage and then it'll cue me and then I'll pull you in and all you got to do is have a little chit chat with me so this week's games, uh, I want to talk about my picks real quick. And uh, this is not something I'm familiar with. So Jay Spence the King got me into Tally site last year, and I don't think I ever made picks. Uh, he got me into Tally site again this year and just kind of impressed upon me. It's important because, you know, people are interested in this sort of thing. And, and, and due to the fact that I haven't necessarily been super interested in this sort of thing, I just never really put any type of importance on it well sure enough i made my picks and i posted them out there like you're supposed to and i got a bunch of interaction which was cool the problem was is i did it wrong <laughs> so these are my picks uh from or for this past weekend's games and what i did wrong was i picked the winner so i think that's what's called the money line i'm not a big sports gambling guy uh i like to play blackjack i like to play texas hold'em i like to play cards things like that uh so sports sports betting is not necessarily my thing so i picked the overall winner which i think is called the money line just a straight up winner my intention was to pick by the spread so the picks that you see in front of you are based on the spreads and i'm going to give them to you but what's funny about that is i don't think it would have mattered much i don't think i lost to the spread this weekend at all the games that i lost I just straight lost. So obviously the Buffalo Bills, I took the Bills over the Rams minus two and a half, uh, which is effectively like giving the Rams six points. We know that the Buffalo Bills won that game uh, handily. They won by 21 points. That's why we're all having this conversation, frankly, which is a lot of fun. The Commanders, I, I took the Commanders over the Jags minus two and a half. Uh, and what was funny, the, the Commanders being at home, and I got a lot of heat for that one. Uh, there was also somebody that's like, hey, let's uh, let's do a straight up bet for five bucks. So commanders over the Jags. I took the commanders. He took the Jags and I'm collecting on that five dollars. <laughs> so that's a that's a coffee for old Joe coffee in the bank. Um, and what's funny is when I go through these games, and when I pick games like this and I pick stuff, I think I try to think all the way through it. And I know you're probably not supposed to pick games or pick things based on emotion. 
But for me, there was just a lot about the Jaguars that I'm not ready to believe in. Um, Carson Wentz to me is not the big villain that everybody makes him out to be. I think he's actually a little bit better. And even though, you know, Chase Young was not on that defense, they still have Terry McLaurin. They've got a great running game. Uh, there's a lot of talent on that team. So I took the commanders and actually the commanders straight beat them, which was good. So that was a W for me. So that's two and oh, I was for the weekend. The next one, I took the Dolphins over the Patriots. Again, I think the Patriots are just in total collapse mode. I put on Twitter this afternoon that I don't know if anybody remembers the Cleveland Browns from 1995. That was the last year Belichick was the head coach of the Browns before he got fired. The Patriots right now look a lot like that team. They're just very much kind of inept and just not great, not sharp. I don't know what's going on as it pertains to that offensive, just kind of play scheme and what's happening there. Um, so uh, that was the W for me. Uh, they straight, they straight beat the spread spread rather. This was another one for me. The next game, the bears over the 49ers took a lot of heat on this one. And I came out and I said, and I said it on the show on Thursday night, late, super late, meaning it was like one o'clock, two o'clock in the morning. I don't understand and and have not understood for the last month or so the love that Trey Lance is getting. Now, I got, you know, oh, don't you think the weather had something to do with it? No, this is the NFL. I mean, there's an aspect of if you're playing in 45-mile-an-hour mile winds or 55-mile-an-hour winds, yes. But rain is one of those things that you should be able to overcome as a football team. And Trey Lance, frankly, just didn't look good. It also did not downpour the whole game. Yes, it was a sloppy mess. And that weather is headed to Buffalo. It'll be here probably tomorrow or the next day. But for all intents and purposes, you know, I, I was just more of a believer in the Bears at home. They were getting seven points. The Bears were getting seven points in this game. So I took the Bears over the Niners and they straight beat them, which was great. Uh, what do we got in the comment section? <laughs> JR says, you got Chicago. Color me impressed. Uh, yeah, there, there was uh, several people that felt that way. Um what Jer also says that uh, I feel bad for Mac Jones. That pencil ear freak is going to ruin his career. <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm guessing you're talking about Matt Patricia, which is funny. Uh, getting back through the rest of these chargers over the Raiders. Uh, the, the chargers were minus three. That was a W. I took the Panthers over the Browns. I just call it vendetta, call it a lack of belief and trust in Jacoby Brissett. Uh, regardless of how good that Browns defense is, regardless of the fact that they've got Nick Chubb, I literally thought that that Christian McCaffrey would probably have more of an effect on this football game than he did. And what's funny about Christian McCaffrey, you want to talk about a guy that's made of glass, right? And we haven't gotten to the Giants game. It's coming up. But, you know, Saquon Barkley is wildly said as always being injured. I said it earlier. Meanwhile, Saquon Barkley isn't always injured. Saquon Barkley had one ACL tear and then basically... Joe Judge was his off or was his head coach. That was what the problem with Saquon Barkley was. Meanwhile, you've got Christian McCaffrey on the other side who's never been healthy. To include this week, coming into this game this week, he ends up with like a shin injury. How do you end up a sh with a shin injury in walkthroughs in practice? But that's where we are. And everybody believes in this guy. I was in, I, I'm in three fantasy football leagues. One of them's a keeper league. Uh, he was kept by the, by the owner of that league. Uh, the other two uh, keeper league or the other two are not keeper leagues or straight drafts. And he got drafted in the first round of both of them. Meanwhile, Saquon Barkley fell to like the second or third. It's just, it's just amazing to me. The, the, the trust, the faith that people have in Christian McCaffrey, but uh, I lost that game. The Browns straight beat the Panthers, which was surprising to me. And, 
I didn't feel bad for Baker Mayfield. I could really care less. Um, and as far as the Browns go, I don't really care about them either, just based on everything that's going on with their quarterback. So I took the Ravens over the Jets. The Jet, uh, the Ravens were minus seven. They thumped the Jets. The Jets are just a sad story. Uh, I took the Bengals over Pittsburgh, uh, minus six and a half, and Pittsburgh straight one, which was great. Good on Mitchell, uh, Mitchell Trubisky. I took the, uh, the Titans over the Giants, minus five and a half, and uh, lost that game because the Giants, as we talked about already, came out and beat the Titans at home beat the uh, visiting team which was great chiefs over the cards minus six the, the chiefs just thumped the cards i don't th that cards team i don't know i don't know where everybody else is at with like the cardinals and just how you guys feel about the cardinals but for me i'm just not a believer in kyler murray i'm not a believer in that team i'm not a believer necessarily in kind of what they try to do and who they're trying to be it's it's just a strange situation for me that that cardinals football team their coach the the the, the concepts they run I just I just don't buy into it. Uh, Colts over the Texans. That was a tie. So the Colts were minus seven. So I lost because that technically makes the Texans win. Lions over Philly I had. I just had a feeling. I had a gut feeling. And it's, you know, I'm a victim. <laughs> I'm a victim like everybody else is. I fell in love with the Lions because of uh, because of uh, the, the HBO specials uh, that they do. Uh, but it is, it is what it is. Uh, that Philly actually went in and, 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 oh no, I've got, oh, I, I'm sorry. The line, I won that. So let me back up. Philly won the game. They won the game by three. The lions were getting four. So the lions actually won. So I did win that bet, but I actually, I, I expected the lions to beat the Philly, beat the, the, the Eagles straight up, but they didn't saints over the Falcons. Uh, the saints were minus 5.5. So I lost that one because I think they were like within two or something like that. And then I had the Vikings over the Packers plus a point and a half. So the Vikings were getting a point and a half and the Vikings straight trounced them straight up trounced them. So, uh, I'm going to go ahead. And I'm going to throw this link into the comment section one more time for all of you that are paying attention and watching. Uh, and when I do that, I'm going to read, uh, yeah, Jeffrey uh, Jeffrey Darrell says, uh, let's give a shout-out to Jerry Hughes. He had a great game. He actually did have a very, very good game. Um, Jerry, you know, Jerry's one of those guys uh, that it's it's hard to have Jerry Hughes gone from this roster. He was the most tenured Buffalo Bill on the on the team. Now that he's gone, I don't, does anybody know in the comments section? I don't, I don't know if I've said it on the show before. Real quick, don't anybody Google it. Who's the most tenured Buffalo Bill? right now currently on the roster who's the most tenured buffalo bill but i thought jerry hughes did play a very good game um what else do we got here uh da, 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 da. rj melville says how many times did you see defensive players just stopping during the play it looked like they had zero effort from the first snap uh i think he's talking about the cardinals game there's just a lot there's a lot a huge lack of just yeah effort there it was almost it was very similar to the dolphins after the dolphins came back from halftime uh, and they were up by whatever it was, 20 points or 15 points. So they were up by three possessions. They, barely, they 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 were almost at the locker room for at the end of the second half. They pretty much thought that game was over. So EB says, well, what do we got here? So we've got uh, a whole bunch of people saying Reed Ferguson. Brooks says Isaiah McKenzie. Richard Rush says Little Dirty. RJ Melville says Ferguson. Jessica Tennyson says Ferguson. Daniel Gowry says Ferguson. Uh, JR says Trade A. And then uh, JR looked it up because <laughs> he comes back and he says, yes, it is Reed Ferguson. So my friend uh, Reed Ferguson is absolutely 100% the most tenured Buffalo Bill on this team right now. And uh, he's a good dude. He's a super, super good dude. If you ever get a chance to, to meet him, 
or spend some time with him at like a grills mafia event i would absolutely 100 uh recommend that he's just a solid solid guy let's talk real quick for just a moment about the western new york beer trail hey bill's mafia we all know buffalo is a drinking town with a football problem and just like an allen to Diggs touchdown pass i have the perfect pass for you the trail pass that is the western new york beer trail and the 2020 uh, 2022 trail pass is your passport to great local craft beer and other craft beverages in western new york whether you uh when you purchase and you use a trail pass you can get two half price beers at 42 different area breweries bottle shops and pubs including a meadery a cider works and a distillery and you score over 350 dollars of savings inside the pass just like a bills patriots playoff game you score or a chief's <laughs> cardinals game today you score every time you use it the 2022 trail pass is good now through the end of the year and is available along with other beer trail items at the website www.wnybeertrail.com and when you go there click on the shop tab and if you enter the code the voice 20 which is right here the voice 20 the voice no spaces the voice 20 you're going to get an extra 20 percent off of the pass uh you can also buy the pass if you don't want to get online and do it you can get it at, at the totally buffalo store in amherst and orchard park the buffalo gift emporium in tonawanda and the one-eyed cat brewing in williamsville we at western new york beer trail are proud to support everything local craft beer small business and local charities and shows like this one the western new york beer trail drink local support local we'll see you on the trail i appreciate tom i appreciate his support of this show and uh do me a favor please all of you go out and uh buy the western new york beer trail even even if you even if you're not in town go out type in the code the voice 20 and purchase a beer trail support local support some uh, local buffalo things and that would be awesome so my buddy josh keller is in the room do you actually believe this is brady's last year as was reported earlier today josh so i would tell you dude it's this is an interesting question because we have all felt uh, Ezekiel Elliott running wild already in the first quarter, it looks like. Uh, we we have all felt that Tom Brady was going to retire at any given moment, right? When he left or like getting towards the end of the Patriots career or the Patriots time there, we thought that he was going to be done. Then obviously when he left the Patriots, we knew he was going to the Bucks, and then he won the Super Bowl and we kind of speculated, speculated that he was going to be done. It's 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 weirdly different now with Tom Brady. Uh, and what I what I mean by it being weirdly different now with Tom Brady is like the whole ghosting for 11 days when he just vanished from training camp for 11. And he's like, oh, peace out. I'll be back sometime. I don't know. I don't I don't even know if there was a determined time. There probably was with the team. It's just the whole situation is just weird. And I don't know how to say it any other way than that. I can tell you from this. I believe he has enough competitive fire in him to get through this season. He's on the TV right there next to me. I don't believe that he's going to be the same player this year for two reasons. Number one, and the biggest reason, his front three interior offensive linemen are done for the season. And Ryan Jensen is the biggest. Ryan Jensen, his center, is the best center in football. I would go to the mat and fight anybody over that. The fact that Ryan Jensen is not playing is a huge loss to him. His two starting guards, his left guard and his right guard, I don't know their names, are also injured. I think that's going to affect his gameplay. I think talking to Fina and talking to former Bills players, there's something about when that you can have that competitive edge, but when it begins to wane and there's a moment where it's like, oh, I'm not really cut out for this anymore. Vontae Davis actually comes to mind for those of you that know about Vontae Davis and those of you that nice pass. Those of you that don't know about Vontae Davis, Vontae Davis you know, was a Buffalo Bill. We were playing the Colts. He went in at halftime and retired, packed his locker and split. And I would, 
I'm going to speak out of turn because I've never been an NFL player, but I have a feeling that when you're on the field of play and in just conversations that I've had, when you're on the field of play and it feels like you're not supposed to be here anymore, like literally, like I'm not, I'm not like, I'm not, I don't want to say afraid, but I think it gets scary. I think you begin to realize that this is a dangerous place to be if your head and your mind is not 1000% in it. And I think that's where Brady is. I'm not saying he's out, but I think there's a measure of him where he's done. So we'll see. Um, I think the false retirement this past off season was something to be talked about. Um, but uh, RJ Melville says it will be Brady's last year in, in Tampa Bay. At least that's probably true. Um Oh, Jessica Tennis, actually, back to the Reed Ferguson, the Reed Ferguson thing. He did get cut last year. So Reed Ferguson, yes, he did get cut, but he was, he was, he was brought back. I actually, when that happened, when he got cut, I messaged Reed and I was like, bro, question mark, question mark. He's like, don't worry, I'll be back tomorrow. So I think, much like any good organization, I think they would probably have bridged his time, right? So he's, he's like, there's no gap in his employment with the Buffalo Bills. Uh, JR says that Brady will retire with no family to spend time with. It's possibly true. I mean, I don't know how much of that is real or not. I don't know how much of it is made up or not. I mean, there's a lot of speculation, uh, there, so it'll be interesting. Um, L says the 10 day, uh, looks possible for rain for the Titans game Monday. Hopefully that changes. I'm not worried about it. I'm going to be there. I'm going to be at the game. I would tell you guys this as well. If you're going to be in attendance at the football game, you're going to get to uh, go out and tailgate at the bills home opener against the Titans game. I will be at the Bills Mafia house. I don't know exactly what time, but I'll be there most of the day hanging out with all the folks. Jay Spencer King is going to be in town. Sterling's going to be in the town. Uh, the Bills Mafia babes will be at the Bills Mafia house. There's a chance that Fina is supposed to be here. Colt Schroeder, the Buffalo nerd, is going to be in town. Well, Anthony from Poncho's Army is there. There's everybody who's anybody outside of Pinto Ron uh, or have transitioned to the Bills Mafia house. So, uh, come hang out at the Bills Mafia house with us uh, on Monday and then, you know, maybe head over and say hi to Pinto Ron, to say hi to Kenny and say hi to his crew, get some pizza from Pizza Pete and stuff like that. And then come back over to the Bills Mafia house. Don't don't hang out. Don't hang out in that other lot too long. Um, but yeah. But uh, what else we got over here? Uh, Karen Idzik says or he won't retire because he needs something to do. That's also possibly getting back to Brady. <laughs> It's super, super funny. You guys are a trip. Um, feel free, by the way, if you're not going to join me on the show, at least ask me questions and interact with me in the chat outside. I mean, thank you for the question, Josh. You're the man. Um, but uh, I'm going to go through a couple more of these things here real quick. Uh, so for this game that's on currently right now, I've got the Cowboys over the Bucks plus two and a half. So the Bucks are at home getting two and a half points. And for all of the reasons that I said, all the reasons that I said about Tom Brady, I don't believe in the Bucs this year. So his offensive line, uh, his desire and his will to kind of be there and win. Now that could change. He could kind of light the fire in the middle of the season and pull that whole everybody hates me thing. Like nobody likes me or respects me and lights a fire underneath him. But for all intents and purposes, I'm just not a believer. And then the Broncos, I've got the Broncos over Seattle tomorrow. The Broncos are, uh, the Seattle's getting six and a half points. I don't think that's going to make a difference. I think the, I think the Broncos lay waste to the Seattle Seahawks. They're a bad football team. My buddy, Eric Johnson, longtime uh, family friend from a million years ago. Thank you for the super chat. Long time. No see bro. Hi from me and my dad, Randy, you, Eric, hello. And you tell Randy that I said, what's up? I think he jumped in uh, a week or two ago uh, from Facebook, but uh, yeah, I appreciate you. I appreciate Randy. I miss you guys. Uh, I think Randy's possibly overseas right now, but uh, 
we'll see. Uh, da, 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 da. Does it still look like JR says, does it still look like that Josh and Patrick are still the two best quarterbacks in the league? Well, I don't understand small things uh, about this topic. So number one, I don't understand when it takes a million years for somebody to get the respect they deserve or that they've been building Josh Allen. And then I conversely don't understand when somebody has earned a thousand percent of the respect that they, they have. And for some reason, people kick dirt on them and that would be Patrick Mahomes. So if you remember last year, the chiefs weren't playing well. And I think they were either third or fourth in the West. Like they were not playing good football at all right around the quarter to a third of the way through the season. And everybody's like, that's it. The chiefs reign. There was a big loss. It might've been against the dolphins. That's it. The rain is over. Like the chiefs are done. And I was like, y'all better stop kicking dirt on that team because they're not done. Meanwhile, here we are. They go to the AFC championship game. They lose to the Bengals, obviously on an interception. I think it was in overtime or close to it. Uh, and then uh, freaking Patrick Mahomes comes out and throws, what did he throw, five touchdowns today? Good Lord, five or six touchdowns. It was insane how well he played today. Uh, yes, Josh and Patrick, especially when you look at maybe the way that Aaron Rodgers played today, didn't look exactly great. It'll be interesting to see how Tom Brady, the number one player in football of the top 100, don't, I don't even know how that happens. Uh, but I would say right now your 1A and 1B are Josh and Patrick Mahomes, and you can flip-flop them back and forth and just kind of see, uh, you know, kind of how you feel about that. I'm sure it's going to come down to just taste as far as per quarterback. Josh Back says, uh, I think Brady's wife was pissed when he unretired because she came out a couple times that she wanted Brady to be done, or at least she alluded to it or inferred it. But, uh, yeah, oh, look at that. <laughs> so Eric Johnson, who gave me the Super Chat, says, Randy is indeed in Ecuador. And then Randy Johnson says, from Ecuador, hi, Eric. Er, uh, Randy, is it late there? <laughs> what time is it in Ecuador? Why do, I, is it, why, why do I not know where Ecuador is? I don't know. Funny stuff. You guys kill me. Too funny. Jessica Tennis, December 1st. Thursday night has to be a, a fear the beard night against the Pats. Fitzmagic will be in the house with Amazon. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Um, Amy, New Hampshire, thank you for being a part of the show. She says it was more Roger or was it more Rogers or more of the wide receivers or himself? So that game, I think it was a little bit of both. I think there's an aspect of, you know, people get long in the tooth and they get to the point where maybe they're not making the guys around them as good. The, the hard part about Aaron Rodgers when you're evaluating him is his run game is so good. Aaron, Aaron Jones is awesome. Uh, Robert Tanyan is serviceable and you know, the rookie caught, or I should say dropped the pass and hit him right in the, right in the bread basket today. Um, and, and it was funny because Aaron, Aaron Rodgers literally looked at the sideline. If you get a chance, go back and watch that or catch it for on one of the replays. He looks at the sideline, like Devonte Adams would have caught that pass is legitimately or, or uh, Vantes Scalding or Scal Yeah, whatever Velda Scantling or whatever his name is. That's now with the chiefs would have caught that pass. So he was not happy. Um, so, uh, Randy Johnson says, what he calls me the best randy johnson you were the best joe one hour different directly south gotcha i wasn't sure if it was on the other side of the world or not so yeah just uh it is what it is but uh so getting kind of back into i'm gonna finish up because none of y'all are jumping in here and joining me so i'm gonna throw I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep throwing this link in here there's people in there's people in the comment section right now that have been on this show many times uh i digress i'm getting a little emotional but uh that's not true i'm not um so let's talk real quick just about and then I'm going to let you guys go and we can all jump over and we can watch Sunday Night Football. Uh, what what does what we saw today mean for the Bills? And I, I would pose this question to the comment section as well. 
what 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 did you deduce? What did you take away from what you saw in today's games? as far as it pertains to the Buffalo Bills, the this season, 2022, some of their opponents, the AFC East, and effectively, you know, what we saw on Thursday night from the Bills, which was not, you know, it wasn't, they didn't play D football, they didn't play C football, but they didn't play their best game either. They made some mistakes. They kind of hurt themselves in places. They obviously played better than the Rams, uh, but there's some, some opportunity there for the Bills to improve and kind of be a little bit sharper as well. So what you saw today, what what can you kind of take away from that? Raz with the chat says uh, the Titans are beatable, uh, which is great. Uh, JR says I don't want to be on tonight. That's fair, dude. I'm <laughs> just giving you a hard time. Uh, yes, Elliot, you can join the show if you. Elliot Eisler just chat or comedy said, wait, 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 a call-in show? Yes, all you got to do is follow the link, bro. I'll put it up there again. You follow the link, and I'll put you on the show. <laughs> uh, Raz says the Titans are beatable. I agree. The, I think the Titans were beatable last year. If you remember, I mean, that was a really, really super close, close game. Uh, Raz also says that the Patriots are going south. Well, that's clear. Um, they might eke out. You, ca- you can't really go 500 anymore, but they might eke out a better season uh, than maybe we think. But I still don't see them winning more than I can't see them winning nine games. But uh, but but we'll see. Uh, Amy in New Hampshire says uh, Miami might be more interesting this year. They're definitely going to be the Bills biggest competition in the East. And I've got the Bills losing one game to them. We'll see, but I think it's within the realm of possibility. Uh, William Wallen says, I haven't seen such a dominant defense for Buffalo since the 64 AFL championship game. Yes, I'm an old guy. Well, William, I appreciate you. I'm an old guy, too. I'm just not as old as you. (laughs) That's hysterical. Uh, Jeffrey Darrow says, "Uh, I'm looking at seeding already. It's a good day for us. It is a good day for us. It's freaking fantastic. Uh, JR says he thinks it looks like another Bills AFC championship game. I can't necessarily disagree. Saxa Dave, all the way over in the UK, says the Bills are going 17 and 0 and we're going to win the Super Bowl. That would be what 20, 20 or 21 and 0. I'm here for it, bro. And I can't wait to see you in Pittsburgh when the Pittsburgh Steelers, I can't wait to see you for the Pittsburgh game when the Pittsburgh Steelers come to town. So Adlib 716 says the Chiefs are still our biggest hurdle. Absolutely. Uh, Raz comes back, says, are we worried at all about the fins? Worried is a big word. I'm not, I'm not worried in as much that I think that the, 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 I don't think the dolphins are going to beat the bills in the playoffs. If the bills have to face the play, have have to face them in the playoffs, especially in January. However, I do believe the dolphins have the ability potentially to make the playoffs. I think there still might be a, two to three game gap between the bills. I think the bills, I don't want to say run away with the East this year, but I think there's a good chance that they potentially run away with the East this year. But that doesn't mean that again, as I said, that the bills can't possibly lose a game to the fish. I think the bills go five and one in the division. The jets we'll talk about. Well, I'll talk about the division here in a second. Uh, Elliot Eisler has said, let's go Buffalo a couple times, but he still has not clicked the link. Jessica tennis is backstage. I'm about to bring Jessica on. Uh, but uh, for all, but uh, still waiting for Elliot to join. Daniel Frederick says, uh, "Hi, Joe. This is for the tequila shot that the opener go bills." So <laughs> I think that's he sent me a super chat for tequila shots at the opener. Dude, I, I love me some tequila. I don't know what to tell you. So I'm here for it. <laughs> uh, da, 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 da. Josh, my buddy Josh, comes back says, "Are you a Wentz defender because gingers have to stick together?" Jo- Dude, Wentz is not. A, so I'm a I'm a strawberry blonde, kind of like a medium light ginger. Wentz is like 
gingerfied. Wentz is orange. That dude is like straight orange. It's kind of uncomfortable. When I look at Carson Wentz and how red his hair is, how orange his hair is, I get I get a little bit uncomfortable. Uh, just letting letting you guys know how I kind of feel. So I'm allowed to say that because I'm a redhead. But yeah, it is what it is. Uh, Jeffrey uh, Darrow says Watt is probably gone for the Steelers. That's absolutely true. They believe he tore a pec muscle. We'll kind of see. And then uh, Elliot Eisler says I'm not worried about the Finns as long as they have Tua as their quarterback. McDaniel is concerning but they need a different uh wb uh before we get that 90 style i think it's supposed to be quarterback before we get that 90 style rivalry back from the uh the, from the day i agree 100 percent, so what we're gonna do is we're gonna bring in jessica tennis right now jessica good to have you how are you i'm doing well joe how about yourself i am hanging in there i'm loving life this to me is elite football time when the bills have a w on the board from thursday night and mm-hmm. we just get to sit back and consume if you love football this this is the day that you love because it's not the postseason and we're eliminated right mm-hmm. this is regular season we've got the w in the bag let's sit around and just watch all the games and just have a ton of fun so i i'm i am living large i'm having a great time so what do you got for me jessica i loved watching the giants beat the titans mm. today yeah Go, do you have something? What What about that game did you like? I've got comments. I'm just, I just want you to talk. Saquon Barkley oh, yeah. playing like he's supposed to be playing for the last four years. Yeah. Yep. Um, Daniel Jones playing like a real NFL quarterback. Mm. Mm. It was, I feel sorry for them having the coaches that they've had for the last two years or right. three years. Right. Do you, do you think Daniel Jones is the answer? I saw a couple people calling for Tyrod Taylor. Uh, on Twitter today. Do you do you feel like Daniel Jones is the answer, or do you think Ty, they might be a little bit better with Tyrod? He, they might be, but he didn't really pass anything very long or right. deep. Right. They were very short passes, and but his percentage was like in the 80 percentile. Yeah. I would love to know, clearly Dable took his offense to New York. I would love to know, and we've all heard how difficult and how complicated and complex this offense is that that Dable kind of invested into this team here in Buffalo, and Dorsey's running with it and has tweaked it a little bit. I would love to know how much of that 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 offense and that offensive scheme he's taken to New York, and you have to expect that it's going to take any quarterback, you know, a year or two, to kind of get to the point where they feel like they've got ownership of it. I just don't know that Daniel Jones is the guy. Like for me. I, he I should feel, be able to handle it, Joe. He, he went to Duke. His <laughs> his coach at Duke was Cutcliffe, who, you're who right. was Peyton Manning's guy. Yep, yep. You're, he should be able to handle any sort of difficult offense. 100%. You're you're 100% right. I, I yep, I I can't necessarily do, I want to make excuses for the guy. I just can't. Does that make sense? Like I want to <laughs> I want to give him the opportunity to maybe be better. How about, Joe Judge is this excuse. Oh, Joe Judge was bad. But Daniel Jones just to me doesn't pass the eye test. Is it is that how you feel? He's big enough, he's fast enough, he's got a big enough arm. The only question has been whether or not he has happy feet. And he's had <laughs> happy feet for the last three years. Yeah. And he seemed like he did everything he was supposed to do today. Yeah. Yeah. Against a good titans defense yeah what do you got for me as far as the buffalo bills go what do you got for me for that give me a take for the bills the bills look like they're in mid-season form take away the turnovers Mm, along with the chiefs they're the only two teams that made me think that they're in mid-season forms maybe minnesota also 
yeah, yeah. It's uh, Mid- Minnesota looked unbelievable uh, mm-hmm. this weekend. Unbelievable. Like Justin Je- Jefferson had a, had a, had a career game. What do you have? I think the last time I heard he had 184 yards or something like that. I'm sure he finished with more. Like I could probably look it up, but I'm mm-hmm. not gonna. He just had an unbelievable year. So yeah, it's uh, I'm, I'm actually going to that Chiefs game, and I'm a little nervous to go to it now. Now keep in mind the Chiefs throttled the Cardinals. It's not like they throttled you know the Rams. Or they throttled you know a really really good football team, but. Yeah, that Chiefs team scares me a little bit. I didn't the think NFC the- West seems like it's trash right now. The, the NFC, well, correct. The NFC West, and we're going to find out more of that <laughs> tomorrow with Seattle. Trey Lance, I'm, I'm thinking if he has another game like he did today, mm-hmm. I think Jimmy's in in week three. That is such a crazy Kyle Shanahan can't wait. Such a crazy situation, and you 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 might absolutely one thousand percent be right. Well, Jessica, I appreciate you being a part of the show. I appreciate you always being an awesome listener. And uh, yeah, everybody, this is Jessica. You guys see her and talk to her every single week. So that's Jessica Tennis. Go Bills, Jessica. Go Bills. That's Jessica Tennis. She's a long time person to be on the show, which is freaking fantastic. Oh, I got all kinds of people jumping in now. See, now everybody's jumping in. <laughs> We're gonna go immediately to Elliot Eisler. This is my brother from another mother, my musician friend who plays the 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 kungas and the bongos and the drums and all kinds of stuff down there in South Florida. Elliot, what's up, bro? Not much, Joe. How you doing? Thanks for having me on. I'm doing good. It's fi- nice to kind of finally meet you. We've been you and I've been chatting on Bill shows for what? Four years, three, four years. It's been a, it's been a minute. Exactly. Nice to finally uh, have a face to face with you too, Joe. <laughs> well, what do you got for me, dude? I am just royally excited about the Bills. I mean, yeah. I don't want to be like seventeen and zero excited, but it's almost hard not to be when you look at the makeup of this team. It's like, how are teams going to beat us? But um, just really excited with what Vaughn's brought to the team as far as leadership and what we've seen from Dorsey and the play yeah. calling on offense and. Uh, you know, uh, just watching some of the breakdowns this week and seeing some of the concepts that Cromer are running from the Shanahan principles and the zone concepts. And like, there's so much potential for this team that has yet to be touched. It's crazy. Yeah. You got a question for me in particular? Do you just want me to respond to that? I guess my biggest question is Dawson Knox was pretty quiet week one and we're going to be playing Tennessee where he's from. Mm-hmm. What do you think? the uh the game plan is i i can almost about guarantee a knocks touchdown but i'm just curious based on what you saw we had so much full black and and tight end blocking that first game um where do you see knox's role moving forward so i think you hit it on the head i think aaron donald is a big reason for Don, uh, dawson knox kind of staying home along with reggie gilliam uh this past week as far as on thursday night against the rams i think dawson knox is going to be dawson knox i think there's an expectation even with that new contract as much as we know that this time next year, he's probably going to be not a top five paid tight end. I think he may have slipped out of the top five with Darren Waller getting his uh, his deal. But if not, he's right there around five, four, five, or six. I think this time next year, he's going to be sub 10, so 11 or 12. But I still think that there's an expectation for the Bills for him to kind of move into that top four or five tight end space, which from a touchdown standpoint, he was there. He just needs the catches to be there. He needs you know the, the yards to be there. He needs all that other stuff. I think Dawson Knox is expected to be a weapon. I think we're going to find him on the boundary, um, especially if the Bills do more of what we saw on Thursday, which was go into that game with five wide receivers. I think you're going to find Dawson Knox out wide a lot more than what we've seen. Uh, but I expect him to have a huge season. I drafted him in two of my leagues. Just just the guy that I wanted, Mark Andrews, was gone, who had a horrible day today. But uh, so literally I, I waited, right? And then when, it, when, the, when the time was right, I took Dawson Knox just because I have an expectation. What do you think his numbers are going to look like this year? Honestly, I think they're going to be pretty similar to last year. I think he'll end up with nine or ten touchdowns when it's all said and done, be a threat in the red zone. 
There's yeah. going to be game plans where he's heavily involved. There's going to be other game plans where we saw like week one where he's, he's blocking a bunch. But you know what? Um, you know, we let OJ Howard go. He scored a couple touchdowns today. It's really going to be important for this tight end room to have a good year for us to justify yeah. that and, and moving forward. But uh, I just was kind of curious what your thoughts were. And I really agree with what you have to say because I think so he's going to be a big part. So. When, when is the band playing again? Oh, boy. Uh, this weekend, we're in Steen Hatchie with a big uh, seven band jam festival. And we're closing it out Sunday night, having a good time. Steen, so. Steen Hatchie? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Steen Hatchie, Florida, out in the water air on the West Coast. I lived in Florida for like seven years. I've never heard of Steenhatchee. And I didn't live in one place. I lived in Clearwater, I lived in Orlando, Kissimmee, and then I lived in Citrus County. I've never heard of Steenhatchee before. <laughs> about, about an hour, hour and a half north of Clearwater, you'll find that little town. Good little Wait a second. An hour and a half north of Clearwater is Homosassa Springs, where I where I graduated high school. You're not too far from there. Steenhatchee, just a little bit a little bit up from there. So <laughs> what there you go. World? I play oh. almost fast all the time. So. Yeah, yeah. Well, if you ever get to Lacanto High School, let them know that yeah, I know Joe Miller. They're going to be like, who's that guy? I <laughs> like, no more, it. It. <laughs> Class of 91. Class of 91, Lacanto High School. There you go. <laughs> Citrus County, awesome. Florida. That's hysterical. Elliot, it's great to meet you. Dude, don't be a stranger. It's, it's been great having you back in the comment section in the chat. I know you get busy, and I know it's tough for you yeah. at times. But, man, it's, it's always great to have you around. Always a pleasure. Thank you for having me, Joe. And uh, yep. go Bills. Yep. Go Bills. Later, bro. Look at this. So this is this is my first mentor. <laughs> I'm online. I can't believe it. You are live. You are live on YouTube right now, Randy Johnson. Joe, I can't tell you from Ecuador. From Ecuador. From Ecuador, and I can't tell you how excited I'm to be on your show too. Um, when I first saw you, I was like, "That's Joe Miller." It and then Joe. I said, "Because I was just looking for something to watch on the Bills," and and then you popped up. This is cut several weeks ago. Yeah. Uh, or maybe yeah, maybe a, longer than that. Um, and I've been enjoying you ever since. It's just so good to uh, see you doing so well, and I'm just loving this. And um, <laughs> you know, it's funny, Eric's on now, and maybe he's still on. I don't know, but uh, right, right, right. For the game on Sunday, I couldn't find it anywhere online to watch it without paying through the nose. So I called my son, and he set it up where we both could watch it together because he oh, does cool. a, he does a podcast too. So we're chatting about it. Was my best day since I've been here. And it was just so good watching the Bills. I mean, you and me suffered through the 90s, and, and it's like, this is just so good. So And the 2000s. So, yeah, yes, yeah. 20, 20 years of not great football to watch. I have to tell you, though, I have All been right. a Fairweather fan and only been back on the wagon, you know, back on the, on the, on the ship for the last couple of years because th some of those years, they just – it just – I couldn't – I couldn't handle the emotional drainage when uh, – it was just too much of a business and not a, a yeah. something I was enjoying. So I, to I totally get it. So for the sake of the listeners, because you and I could yeah. probably just break down and end up talking for about an hour and a half personal sure. stuff. <laughs> what do you got for me? That's uh, here's the question. All right. Um, I want, I like to worry. So what are the top three games that I should be worrying about this year? And would, would you have put the LA team above them or below them or whatever? So, would you have been more worried about the LA Rams or these three are going to tell me that I, sh I, I can worry about? So I would, so this, yeah, that totally. So what I would say is when people have done their schedule predictions and their record predictions, a lot of times they have the bills loose in four games, which I, I tend to agree with. And they always pick the four best like teams that we're going to play. But right? I don't know what you worry about. <laughs> well, hang on, right. So, so, hang on. so the Rams for me would have been one of those teams. So we've already like jumped over that hurdle. The chiefs would be another one. Uh, that has me a little bit nervous. 
Um, you know, obviously when you're talking about a team like the Bengals, the Bengals are going to make me nervous, but at the end of the day, it's, it's the ones that you don't necessarily count on losing. So it's the jets, it's the dolphins, it's right. It's the Patriots. Potentially it's the Jaguars game from last year. And luckily for me and all of my listeners, I was in Mexico last year for the Jaguars game. So I did not do a post game show, but that game was awful. That game was like the Bills looked nothing like they didn't they didn't even look like they belonged in the NFL against yeah. the worst team in football last year. So there's always going to be that pop up game where for whatever reason they're just not ready to play. The matchup is bad. They don't line up well. They don't match up well. <clears throat> Maybe they just don't want to be there. You never know. It, it kind of ebbs and flows. There's enough primetime games in my opinion this year to kind of keep the Bills interested to give them kind of some interesting breaks, uh, you know, more than a seven-day, a typical seven-day break. But for me, the Rams were definitely one of them, the Chiefs, Bengals, and then a pop-up game somewhere. So is, is probably where I'm at on those. That's a good question, though. All right. Well, that, that yeah, I, I would agree. Um, I don't see many weaknesses on the team, and I think we got depth. And I thought even how bad we did in the first half as far as the turnovers, I was still, like, not worried at all at halftime because – they, they can't. It's there. Just seem to be such a level better than I've ever seen them before. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm very excited about this season. I it's funny. Say. It's funny because I kind of succumbed a little bit to the PTSD that we have as Bills fans that they came out so hot early and then and then went into halftime tied. And it's hard for me to turn that that page, turn that leaf to Josh Allen being in his post game press conference and saying when they asked him, "What'd you think about the score being 10-10? He's like, "I was happy." Like I was really, really happy, and I was like, "Okay, why were you? Why were you happy?" Because yeah. I was over here a little bit nervous. And in yeah. his mind, he's like, "If we can make those kind of mistakes against the world champion Rams and and yeah. still feel like we're playing better than them and be tied, he's like, I yeah. knew we had it in the bag in the second half." And you know, you know what else I see is it seems like the whole team has the same mindset. Mm. I don't sense. I mean, everybody's heading, and I think that's a credit to McDermott. Is it's McDermott? They're yeah. all heading in the right. They're all heading in the same direction. They yeah. all have that same, and I think. They almost go for character more than they do sometimes. In some yep. cases, talent. Yep, because, sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. So I appreciate you, Randy. Don't be a stranger. So, yeah. Hang out. So this show, this show airs. You're in Ecuador. So for everybody listening and watching, Randy's in Ecuador, which is an hour uh, ahead of us, but he's in another country. So yeah, yeah feel free to, to always jump in. So I've got this show, eight o'clock on uh, usually on Sunday nights, unless it's a primetime game like Monday Night Football. The John right. Fina show is at eight o'clock on Monday. So me and John Fina, which you should know that name, former Buffalo. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then, show. yeah and, then the, and then the Humpty Hotline is on Wednesdays as well. But uh, Randy, I appreciate you jumping in. This is a good conversation. So we should. I'll definitely... catch you in November when I'm home. We'll do coffee. Yeah, let's do it. That'd be great. Go Bills. Right. Love you, buddy. Love you too, dude. Go Bills. Please the fam. All right. Bye. You got to say go Bills. I can't let you go until you say go, go Bills. Bills, man. Go Bills. See you, dude. Next up on the, on the line, we got Raz. Raz, my man. You are live with Joe Miller, the voice. What you got for me? Uh, thank you, Joe, for having me on. It's good to have you. You know, I've been a Bills fan a long time, and uh, I tried to not get overly excited mm. for those, you know, victories that seem, even this one seemed a little one-sided, even though they mm -hmm. had some problems in the first half. Uh, but what gets me the most excited was seeing Jordan Phillips back. Um, to see him excel in the system mm -hmm. they have. And what I like about what the Bills do up front, especially with the D-line, is keeping that rotation fresh. You mm -hmm. know that someone like Jordan Phillips is going to come in and he's going to be going against tired offensive linemen. And he knows that. So mm -hmm. I think it's a great sort of reunion. 
Um, and then, of course, obviously, the, everyone's talking about Von Miller, but you know, I kind of like to pick out somebody else that I think is doing really well. So I think we just need to take a minute to celebrate the return of such a good D lineman. And then Ken Dorsey's you know, mm. masterful command of that offense. I think knowing Josh Allen so well is going to pay dividends later on. I think they'll still have their growing pains. Yeah, and I guess my question is, what's more concerning to you—the turnovers, or at, like right now, would you be more concerned with the turnovers in the first half or the special teams? Because uh, I mean, there's always an area for concern. You you want to look for places they can improve. Yeah, I mean, turnovers are going to happen. Quarterbacks are going to throw interceptions. Running backs are going to fumble, and we saw both, right? So we saw Josh Allen throw two. Was it two or three interceptions? We saw it was three, right? And then uh, was it two or three? I can't remember off the top of my head. Um, and then we saw Zach Moss fumble. We saw James Cook fumble. The James Cook fumble upset me a lot. First carry as a professional athlete, uh, running through the pile with his arm wagging out there with the ball in his arm. It was just basically they were just begging for it and he, he you know he got blamed i think that the turnovers are, are going to clean themselves up i'm not actually too worried about the special teams either i think the buffalo bills are still going to be a little bit exposed from the cornerback situation as good as dane jackson played as good as kair elam and as good as christian benford played i still think that you know none of those guys those those three guys together aren't tradavius white um and tradavius white when he comes back uh, is going to bring a whole nother element to this football team that's going to open up other opportunities for the safeties to blitz, to do things. That's another thing, too, is like they didn't blitz one time in this football game. Uh, getting to your point about the defensive line, not from a weakness standpoint, the fact that this is the first time, possibly at least we've seen it in one game, where the philosophy and what they're trying to accomplish from a scheme standpoint of rolling guys at you and keeping them at 48 to 55% of the snaps actually worked because it didn't work the last couple of years because of guys like Vernon Butler and Mario Addison, who are people can argue if they're talented or not. They're not Jordan Phillips. They're not Daquan Jones. They're not Tim settle. They're not those guys. And Jordan, to your point, he just thrives in this environment. Um, so I think that, I think that defensive line is solid. Um, the biggest concern I would have is if we have a key injury somewhere, an injury on the offensive line, I think could derail this, not a lot, but a little bit, you know, I think losing a guy like Vaughn, you know, Vaughn respectfully Vaughn allows the other players to get free and to do things that they need to do. You know, you're not going to be able to double team Daquan Jones and Vaughn Miller and then anybody else. So there's guys that are going to have to win. So it's going to come down to a potential of complacency there, right? Do guys just kind of get bored because yeah. it's always one-on-one? -on -one, or are they always working and energetic and trying to stay at the top and trying to almost like a competition, trying to beat each other out, right? Like yeah. I, it, this this game is my – Boogie Basham got an interception. So how is he going to light a fire under Greg Rousseau, who had an interception last year, to get an interception in the next game or whatever, and how they're going to feed off of each other? But there's always something – I think as I'm thinking through this, bro, I think the biggest concern that I would have is their heads getting a little bit too big uh, yeah. and then beginning to read their press cl press clippings because this is a very good football team. They don't have a lot of holes. So somebody's yeah. got to keep them grounded, and you hope that it doesn't come from losing a, a game against the Jaguars, right? Yeah, and I, mean, I think you see such good core leadership. I mean, from yeah. the top down, I've yeah. always felt that this coaching staff has been – really good at kind of not letting the team get too high after wins, but they also yeah. don't let them get too low after losses. Big. They have a very, very good um, sense of how to improve their areas of weakness. If you look at last year, 
the struggles against the Tennessee Titans and running the ball, they go out and they get those big bodies in the middle. Yep, right? yep. They have issues with the pass rush specifically in a game that, you know, nobody wants to really remember in the playoffs, but they go out and they get right. A superstar in Von Miller. And yep. I'm just excited to see how these pieces continue to gel together. I'm going to have to agree with you that I think they're going to fall into a trap game somewhere. And, you know, I do think that that adversity has made this team stronger. So the way that they lost the games in years past, it wouldn't surprise me. Uh, it didn't surprise me when they, you know, kind of reconstructed the defensive roster the way they did. And we're talking about little tweaks here, not major wholesale changes. Right, right. And that's the mark of a good franchise. And as a Bills fan for a long time, it's just nice to see such stability, yeah. you know, continuity with the coaching staff. They've built tremendous talent on both lines and at every level of the defense. And Allen is good enough to you know, kind of do what these great quarterbacks have done in the past because everybody talks about how great an athlete he is, but his decision-making is getting better. The ball's coming out quicker when it needs to. Mm-hmm. And so I just hope that they can continue to put him in a position to be successful. And him, eh, there's some good indications, and then the rest of the team will stay humble and mm-hmm. maybe kind of weather those storms You know, when it comes to buying into – kind of their own press. So, yep. but we, you know, we, awesome we have, that you do the show. We have a phrase for that on this show and that's it. <laughs> Wildest dreams land. <laughs> Everything that you just said about the continuity of the staff, like all the way down to the coaches, like right the front office to the players and the, the guys that are on the, literally like, and, and that, that concept for, I don't know, I don't know if you're familiar with it or anybody that's listening is familiar where, where I got that from is just this notion of always being told over the last 20 years before Josh Allen and Sean McDermott got here, you know, not in your wildest dreams, man. Like the bills aren't making the playoffs, not in your wildest dreams. And here we sit, we've got like yeah. one of the best football teams in the league. It's like, we're living in wildest dreams land, bro. Like this is well, awesome. and even for today's games for Sunday, you got to see Dabo get the win. Yep. The Steelers walked off kind of at the end of the game there, right? So you love to see it. So it's, a, it's been a it. good good uh, weekend of football all around, in my opinion. Well, Raz, I appreciate you being on the show. Thank you so much. Uh, don't be a stranger. Uh, like I said, I got a bunch of shows, but uh, yeah, dude, you're the man. Go Bills. Yeah, thank, thank you, Joe. Go Bills. Go Bills. And a late entry, Richard Rush. <laughs> I knew you couldn't stay away. <laughs> Richard, how you doing? <laughs> I'm doing all right. I was just trying to wait for the dogs to calm down. <laughs> so did you get a chance to watch that game Thursday? I watched it every second of it. Every second of it, he said. And uh, what was your major takeaway from Thursday? I was nervous clear up until we got the two point, the two touchdown lead. Yeah, gotcha. Just because of the turnovers, but the defense played – outstanding the whole game yeah they played really 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 well so yeah so you're live with me on the air and this is kind of after last year you were on with me all the time so this is kind of old hat for you but uh what do you got for me bro just looking forward to next week's game so i'm going to be there me too what do you got for prediction for that game you're gonna oh that's right you're coming to town when are you coming in town wednesday or thursday saturday you're coming in saturday gotcha so there's a yeah. going on saturday uh what and then sunday i'm not sure if there's anything going on sunday and then monday obviously you know bill's mafia house is kind of where it's going to be what do you what do you what do you feel what are your early feelings uh after watching thursday after watching sunday's games what are your feelings for that that monday night game next week i'm hoping it's not a close game i'm hoping it doesn't rain again (laughs) the last time it rained 
it worked out pretty good in our favor, though. Right, right, right. I'm not worried about the rain. But I'm not, I'm not too worried about the rain. I'm expecting somewhere around 2017 Buffalo. Yeah, 2017. Uh, I don't think it's going to be 20, that. 2017. 28-17. Okay, so two two possession game. That that to me is more or less probably where I would be. I think that's a little more likely uh, as far as that goes. But uh, yeah, dude, I'm 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 with you. So I'm looking forward to seeing you. Uh, I'm uh, run over an hour, so I'm going to get you on up out of here. But uh, we might do this again next week. We'll see because I've got the Monday show and I'll have nothing to do on Sunday. So maybe we'll do another call in show. Every it's funny because I've gotten a bunch of comments about not doing time to shine this year. A lot of people are like, You're not doing the call in show, and I was like, No, like it, it was big early in the season, and then towards the end of the season, it ended up being like you and me for a lot of the games. Yeah, <laughs> I think Brian Brian Bowers jumped in a couple times, who's actually in the comment section right now. But you know, it's I would love to get this in a situation where like the queue just fills up and like I'm just like giving people three or four minutes a piece to like kind of have a comment or a question but uh but yeah dude i appreciate you appreciate you being a part of the show can't wait to see you dude can't wait to see you either and if uh if you do do it next week then i'll be in uh your hometown (laughs) you'll be here (laughs) yeah you'll be here with me so awesome bro can't wait to see you i'll see you on saturday or sunday or monday however it goes and uh, we'll talk to you soon go bills go bills see you dude so real quick, I'm going to wrap this show up, and uh, I'm basically just going to give you, for all intents and purposes, what I believe. And thank you to everybody that has uh, – I know it's hard to like to do that whole follow the link and call in thing. I know that that's not necessarily easy, so I appreciate every one of you guys. Uh, so real quick before I let you guys go, what is what we saw – and I started this earlier before I started getting a bunch of call-ins, which was good. What is what we saw today mean for the Bills and uh, based off of Sunday and Thursday? Uh, so where I would fall with that, first of all, is nothing. We learned nothing because week one is a liar. Always remember week one is a liar. Do you honestly believe the Colts are going to be that bad? No, you don't. It's just one of those things like the Titans probably shouldn't lose to the Giants if it's week eight or week nine. Week one is a liar. That doesn't mean that good teams aren't good. It doesn't mean that bad teams aren't bad. It just basically means that not everything that you see is as it seems. So week one has the tendency to be a liar. It doesn't mean that it's a liar in all 16 games. It just means that there's there's lies out there, and we have to be careful not to believe them. Things you can deduce, however, and I'm going to give you six things that you can deduce, and then I'm going to let you guys get out of here and uh, go and enjoy the Sunday night football game. Number one, the Chiefs of the Chiefs. I don't know what to tell everybody. I know people don't want to hear that, but the Chiefs, the Chiefs are the Chiefs. The Chiefs are a good football team. They're going to be a good football team. As long as Patrick Mahomes is the quarterback of that team and they've got Travis Kelsey and their their young running back look good today. Juju Smith-Schuster fumbled, but he didn't have a horrible game. The Chiefs are the Chiefs. That defense is pretty good, even missing Tyron Matthew. Now, granted, they you know the Cardinals kind of laid down, so there's a little bit of you know what to expect or what can we expect. I don't know, but expect the Chiefs to be the Chiefs. Number two, the Bengals won't be asleep all season. There was a lot of talk on Twitter today about you know the Super Bowl hangover and you know Joe Burrow threw what it was at four or five interceptions it wasn't a great game from him at all however he's not going to throw four interceptions every single game the Bengals when they play the Pittsburgh Steelers again are probably going to thump them because they're a better football team the Chargers are good 
The Chargers are a good football team, albeit, you know, Justin Herbert is not Josh Allen. And there's a lot to be said for our offense being better than their offense. However, their defense with Joey Bosa, with Khalil Mack, J.C. Jackson, who was out today, that is a good football team. That is a very, very, that Chargers team is probably, if I had to guess, they're right there with the Chiefs. And the only thing that would make the Chiefs better than the Chargers, in my opinion, is going to be quarterback experience uh, from Patrick Mahomes. The Chargers are very much like the Bills have been the last several years against the uh, against the uh, the uh, the Chiefs. The Chargers are kind of like trying to build past and build past, and they're trying to get Justin Herbert, you know, enough uh, uh, experience and tenure under his belt and enough snaps to get to the point where he can beat Patrick Mahomes. I don't know if he, if he's there yet. But make no mistake, that's a good football team, and they can probably beat anybody in the NFL, to include the Buffalo Bills. Now, the AFC East, and then I'll let you guys go. The Patriots are trash. The, the, the New England Patriots are garbage. In my opinion, I don't know what's going on there. This whole play calling thing. It was a, it was a big it was a big spot even for the announcers, the broadcast announcers, to talk about the Patriots and who's calling plays. And they've got the camera zoomed in on Joe Judge and Matt Patricia, and they're trying to figure out who's talking and why and what that guy is doing. Like if the announcers are confused, the players are confused. That football team is trash, and they're probably. I would say that they would finish last in the AFC East, except for the fact that the Jets are in this division and the Jets. Jeez, Louise, the Jets are the Jets. The Jets are just, I don't know how you can have that much team, that much talent on a football team and still trot your quarterback, your 400-year-old quarterback out there and make him throw 60 times. Joe Flacco threw the football 59 times and the crowd was chanting Mike White. Think about that. The last time Jets fans saw Mike White, the Bills buried him six feet under the ground. And the fans were chanting for Mike White today. Those two, the Jets might be the worst team in football. The Patriots are not much better. And the Dolphins, while they are good, I'm going to leave you with this. While the, while the Dolphins are good, and the Dolphins are probably going to be pretty good, I see them as potentially a 9 or 10 win team making the football. They're not to be feared by the Buffalo Bills or this fan base. They might steal a game from us. They're not going to beat us in the playoffs. But the Buffalo Bills, for all intents and purposes, should 100% be AFC East champions this year. It shouldn't even be a contest. But that's basically what I learned from this week's games. Now, that doesn't mean it's not going to change, although I don't see it changing much. Ladies and gentlemen, you've been tuned into the overreaction Buffalo Post Game Show, the call in edition, brought to you by the Market Dominator team on the Buffalo Rumblings Vidcast Network, presented by Picasso's Pizza. My name is Joe Miller. I'm the voice of this year's show, and I love every single one of you guys. I appreciate you hanging with me on a Sunday night. Go and watch this Tampa and Dallas game, which right now is six to three. Uh, I'm excited to see just kind of how it ends. Tom Brady is what? He's on the 13 yard line. He just handed the football off, but uh, enjoy this football game. Enjoy the game tomorrow night. Uh, we'll all be back together, what, next week, Monday for this show, Monday night at, at the very latest. Um, tomorrow night, John Fina, off tackle with John Fina, 8 o'clock. Tuesday night, Code of Conduct with Jay Spence the King, 8 o'clock. Uh, what, Wednesday night, uh, Humpty Hotline with me. It'll be Sterling Furrow again because Jay Spence the King will be traveling. So it'll be me and Sterls for the girls on Wednesday night. We had a great show. Had a lot of fun last week. Thursday, the Buffalo Nerd. Friday, 
food for thought. And then uh, there's all kinds of crazy stuff going on this weekend. So the Megapod is this weekend, I think on Friday or no karaoke night is Friday. The Megapod is Saturday. Uh, if you're near Buffalo around Buffalo and you want to come out to, is it resurgence brewery? I think is where it's at. I should have the, I should have the graphic, but I don't have it. Uh, karaoke night is Friday night for charity. I think it might even be sold out at this point. And then, uh, the Megapod is not, you can just come and go. It's going to be a ton of fun. I can't believe it's here already. And then Sunday is Sunday. And then obviously Monday we'll all be at the bills mafia house. So ladies and gentlemen, do me a favor, wherever you are, whatever you're doing, don't be a stranger. Uh, connect with me interact with me uh i hope to see you this week at the game if you're going to be there otherwise i'll catch you monday night or tomorrow night or wednesday night i'll catch you soon but i love you guys this is joe miller for buffalo rumblings go bills Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to The Future of Work, a Prop G Pod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the Prop G Pod wherever you get your podcasts.